Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. At Leia Healthcare, we always want to give our members more. So now you get unrestricted access to a world of benefits that will help you stay healthy. From convenient video calls with a GP to get prescriptions online, to easy access to experts when you finally want to do something about your ropey knee or dodgy back. And if you do need to see someone urgently, our clinics are available for minor injuries, all without you needing to put your hand in your pocket. Let's stay on top of your health, in every way. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Insurance provided by Ellipse Insurance Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare. Leia Healthcare Limited Trading as Leia Healthcare and Leia Life is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Unrestricted benefits are available until the end of December. Fair usage policy applies. Yes, what a guest we've got. Absolutely delighted. To see we've got the hungriest striker in Scotland, Bar Kevin Kyle. Griff, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm, mate, I'm delighted to have you on, man. Been trying to get you on for ages. Thanks very much for doing it. No problem. How's, uh, how's lockdown been? Still yeah. kicking the ball? Aye. I mean, the back garden's getting done now, so I've got workers in the back garden getting the goals and that set up for uh, we're ready to go. Um, nah, lockdown's been tough, mate. Training's been hard. Um, keeping us on our toes, ready to go back. I was going to say, mate, you must be got to do the break because you were flying. Uh, you've got five kids, so we know that you didn't like stopping, man. It's getting good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, that, it came at a bad time for me, obviously. I scored a hat in my last game and then you know, a lockdown comes, so it's, hopefully we can just uh, crack on when we get back. Similar to yourself, mate, your kid. Were you the same then? Were you just a wee guy that used to bash balls a bit? I bet you must have broke a few windows with that left foot. I was, I mean, it was my dad that got me started playing with football. We lose my flat. Um, it was just we used to go on a, a walk on a Sunday morning, me and my dad and my brother, and we just used to go along. And it was by chance that one of the, the obviously Leaf Athletic that I played for, they were a man shot for one game, and one of the coaches obviously recognised like my dad and said, "Oh, does he mean like a game of football? Blah blah. Does he mind like joining one of the games?" <laughs> I scored, I scored twice, and that was me. I just hooked up ever since. See, after that Leaf Athletic, I wanted to ask you because um, Hutchie Vale are like famous man. Yeah. Is that the best upbringing you can get in a boys' club for Hutchie Vale? What's so good about it? How come they're so well-renowned? See, to be fair, Leaf coming up was like the top team. I think the team above us, always a year above, they were winning everything as well. So it was like us and them kept winning everything. And it was like rivalry. It was like Celtic Rangers, like Leaf Athletic and Hutchie um, growing up. And I think when I ended up moving, I ended up leaving Leaf, going to Hibs and then leaving, leaving Hibs and going to Hutchie. It was like crossing the divide. And people are like, what are you doing? How can you do that? But honestly, it was the best two boys clubs you could you could play for, definitely. So what, were you like tying up your wheel scarves on the goalpost? <laughs> no, I mean, to be fair, we didn't actually play Leaf. Um, it would have been another way about it. I would have been tying the Leaf outside the scarf to the Hutchie post. <laughs> uh, so when did Lovey come in for you? How did Lovey see you? Um, when I was playing for Hutchie, I had a few trials. I went to Leeds, I went to Liverpool. And just nothing materialised. Um, and then one of the coaches, Paul Connolly, 
he came and watched watched me one of the games, and he said, "Oh, do you like you spoke to my dad and said, do you want him to come through and like play for them under 17s kind of as a trial game?" I ended up doing that. I went through and I think I, I must have scored like two or three. And this was the first day night, and he pulled my dad after the game. He said, "Under 19s managers here. He's wanting uh, he's wanting me to take to to play for the under 19s on Sunday." Now, bearing in mind, I have to, I'm going to have to play on a Saturday for Hutchie Vale. So I play on the Saturday and then end up playing for the living teams on the Sunday. Is that annoying, you know, mate? See, when you see like, young kids, they kind of play two games a week in that now, and you used to play a game on a Saturday <coughs> and a game on a Sunday. Ah, well, before I signed professional, I was still I was training with the 19s, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Training with Hutchie Vale on a Thursday night. Playing on a Saturday for Hutchie and then travelling through and playing on the Sunday for living teams. So I was yeah. that week. What, and did Livy not mind that you were still playing with Hutchie in that, now? By the time they gave me the contract, they gave me the contract in October and they said, right, you know, you can't play for Hutchie anyway. And I was, I was devastated because I loved playing for it. I loved playing for them and I loved playing for the manager, Tam Smith. But, you know, you've got a professional contract, so you can't do that. I mean, I was just like, obviously training Monday to Friday and then game on a Sunday. That's amazing, man. Uh, not long before you made your debut, mate, 16 year old. Were you flying, training with the first team before you made your debut? No, no, really. I remember the story actually from my debut was mad because I used to clean the gaffer's boots, John Robertson's boots. I used to clean his, uh, Dave Bowman and Liam Fox. I used to clean their boots. Dave Bowman's, did you? Dave Bowman, aye. He was his assistant at, uh, at Livy. Um, and I was travelling through on the bus on a Saturday when I was 16. And obviously, I got to the game. I had to obviously report for um, <clears throat> quarter past one. And I see my phone flashing out. It was Alec Cleland, the 19th manager. The phone was like, uh, did you, uh, did you clean the gaffer's boots yesterday? I was like, aye, I was like, sparkling. I was like, he's not happy, like, definitely not happy. I'm like, 100% I cleaned them. I was like, his foxes and bows were all clean, all immaculate in, in our uh, box. Like, okay, well, the gaffer wants to see me when you come in, so I'm, I'm sweating like hell. I was like, please, I, I did this. I was the other boys on the bus, like, definitely done his boots, definitely done his boots, 100%. So I go in. And he must have went outside and involved them in mud or something. I go in, he's grabbed his boots, like, what the f is this? I'm like, nah, they were done yesterday, like, 100%. I tried not to laugh. Oh, they were definitely done yesterday. I was like, 100%. It's like, doesn't matter what the f it's getting, you're, in a you're on a bench. I'm like, wow. I, honestly, mate, I was like, I stood for 30 seconds in his office, like, that just happened. So I ended up, I walked in, mate, and just like plonked myself, didn't like, like a schoolboy in a new classroom. Um, but I ended up actually getting beat that game as well. 3 1 for Airdrie, I think it was. Horrible. Um, and then my full debut, Robert was sacked, and Dave Bowman was given in charge of the last two games. Well, you got sacked for giving you his debut, your debut? Probably, mate. I <laughs> getting beat. <laughs> Did it used to annoy the boys with John Robertson that they couldn't get a toilet on their way trips because he'd sit in the bog the whole way? Mate, it used to be weird, like hands in your pockets, you couldn't walk about with your hands in your pockets or have your hands in your pockets, you're standing still with like 10 press-ups and ball would come and nip you at the side of the arm and all that. Honestly, you had to watch somebody. So you know, and stand like this. <laughs> was it good for you though? Because he was obviously a top striker, wasn't he? Oh, brilliant for us, aye. It was me, a guy, Sean Kerr, and then obviously the first team boys like Stephen Craig, Ken, guys like that. Yeah. And they were all, but it was brilliant, like, especially strikers I was used to, it was unbelievable. Uh, what a team as well, Snoddy, Dorns, Quiet dressing room or a laugh a minute? But see, to be fair, I was still in the 19 dressing room when I was playing. Um, and it wasn't until I got moved in with the Italians. Obviously, Mark Proctor came in and I wasn't playing under him. And then we got the transfer embargo. So we couldn't sign anybody in January. But before then, at the end of January, we only had Colin McMenamin alone for six months. I think he came along for Greta. Uh, 
Um, and then we couldn't buy him. But then he was, it was his last game against Stirling Albion. So I managed to get from February to the end of the season. And I was like, me and, me and Steph up front, you got Snoddy on one side and Doran's on another. Wow, what a team, mate. Oh, brilliant. Snoddy a good laugh. It was I. I mean, everybody knows what Snoddy is like now. He's, he's top boy, but um, I, back then he was loose cannon. And what would he do? I drank it. James McPate was saying last week him and uh, Robbo didn't get on it. I was, obviously, I was like a young boy coming through, so I was like 16, 17. You see stuff in the paper about, um, obviously, Snoddy going along to Stirling Albion, and, and then he comes back, starts playing, and then gets linked with Barcelona. <laughs> that's, that's how good Snoddy was at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, what, 17? So Snoddy would have been about 19, 20, getting linked with Barca. Oh, brilliant. Like, you, could, you could tell he was going right to the top, him and Doran. I'll agree with James. Like, if you had to pick one of them who would have been higher in the game, you would have said Doran's at the time, but yeah. you couldn't have thought anything I thought I'd done. Uh, Doran was brilliant, mate, wasn't he? Technically, yeah. he was unbelievable, man. Has Snoddy ever pranked you throughout your career? Yes, once, mate. Devastating. Louis oh, Scotland. Louis Scotland. It was Louis Scotland. Um, and I can't remember who wrote my number off it anyway. It, was him. it would have been him, James Morris, and kind of boys like that in the, in the room. And I was, I'm sure I was in the room alone. <clears throat> Um, and he phoned me up and said, oh, it's like Pro Direct, we're going to give you like a, a full parade spread. And I'm like, I'm, I need a I'll pay you four grand. I'm like, even better, happy days. And he started asking me questions and that. And about seven, eight minutes into this interview, he's like, all oh, right, so we're only going to get here. hair. I heard you got a hairstyle like Stuart McCall. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I just had the boys buckling me laughter. I was like, I'm bloody a bastard. <laughs> oh, tremendous, man. How's the band looking like? Excuse me. Oh, no bad, mate. It's hard to keep doing the hat on me. I can't be asked putting product on. What's the hat? Be inspired now? No, oh, Calibre. Be inspired, jump on though, so you need to get him involved, you know what I mean? Oh, you're repping, mate. That's because you get freebies, you bastard. Ah, is that shit, mate? <laughs> Robo, and, uh, Robo and Marco are brilliant, man. Uh, to be fair, Marco's done very well for a guy that can't talk. Anyway, we'll go on. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> three managers in one season, but he scored 19 goals 2008-2009, still only 18. So did see all that turmoil change a manager? Did that not really bother you? Nah, you're not even thinking about that. Nah, not really. That was that, obviously the Italians and that came in, didn't they? How were they wild? <sighs> Madness. Like James said the other day, like took us up for a month in that Ramada Jarvis Hotel. You know what I mean? It's like, like boys, like boys didn't stay further than Edinburgh, Glasgow, and they stayed in a month, like, training at five o'clock in the afternoon, like, coming back up the road, and boys like, "What oh, go home?" And stay up to the Ramada Jarvis, but. I remember the story that Jazza was saying last week um, about saying about the Champions League. Getting into the Champions League in like three or four seasons. I remember that very well because he, done, he must have done the press conference on Friday. Right. And then the, we're playing Queen of the South away on the Saturday. And obviously, we're reading the back page and you say, I'll have Levy in the Champions League six seasons. Big full page spread, back page. <laughs> Go down to Queen of the South and make absolute pump 6-1. <laughs> Oh, I was like, oh fuck! And that was just that was just it. Um, but but I, they were crazy. I mean, me, Andy Halliday, and a boy Joe McKee. Yeah, Joe McKee's a good player, mate. Dumbarton, huh? They uh, they sent us over to Parma for a week. So we're training with like the as like reserves at Parma. They played a bounce game. I had, I had scored three, and they came back and said, "Oh, we want to sell you. We want to sell you to Parma. You're going to be on ten thousand euros a week." Wow. Um, I, like, literally, like, we, three of us couldn't do anything. We, like, went to training, came back, and that was us just stuck in the room. Like, no TV, no nothing. Like, we're just stuck on our phones. 17, 18-year-old. So boring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I don't care how much money I'm getting offered here. I'm not going. 
and then gone to Dun I ended up signing for Dundee that summer. Yeah. See when Jazzy was talking about like not getting paid in that, were you were you similar? Did you not get paid at Levy for a for a good bit? I don't I mean I was only like a hundred quid a week. Well it's like when you back then you you're not really caring. But obviously you, you you get told you're getting paid on a certain day. And then if it doesn't come obviously yeah you ask questions and it wasn't until like me, Murray, like Dave, James, like four players that they could they could sell. We were we were the only ones getting paid. Mm-hmm. I think James, like James said last week, we're, uh, we're all walking in and boys are devastated because there's nobody no paid. And we're like, I've got paid this morning. No gear in that one, mate. Guys can't have paid their mortgage. You've got all the oh, new gear. What can I mean? You start jumping on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said that you went to Dundee, but before that you were linked with England. I think the Tony Mowbray going to sell it, kill it for you? Um, I, went to, I went down to West Brom and... I trained, I trained with their first team because I think they came up and they signed Dorans on a pre-contract. So uh, they, he ended up going in the January and I went down on trial uh, and for a week I went down. Um, and I, I thought I'd done all right, but it was by the time they were in the Prem. Right. Tony Moore was like, look, we want to sign you, but you know the kind of striker that's going to come in and bag 20 goals a season? I'm like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's, it's one of the ones that it's, it's probably, it probably worked out for the rest. Was that your ring when you were a wee guy? Just to be scoring goals all the time? Yeah. And it always been like that? I didn't care about anything else. Just trying to be in the last defender and just running behind and just score. I, I'm still like that now. Obviously, it's different. the game's completely different now, but I still want to try and do is try and play in the last defender. That's what I was going to say. Is it frustrating now? Because see, for a striker, mate, he didn't really get Bozzi on the top of that anymore. It's all coming short and linking the play now, isn't it? Like, does that frustrate you as well? Especially like when teams come to South Park. It's the worst. Like, they just camp in. 18 yard box, and like, we've got our like our stats for that after the game. So like me and Odson, like our sprint stats are like the highest. But they've got like Bruni, Cal, like wingers and stuff. They'll do like five, six hundred meters high bids. And me and Odson again, like seven, eight, and we get the piss taken at us. But I'm like, you can't sprint an 18 yard box. You can't run them behind. You know what I mean? You're only doing 18 meters at a time. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's different when you play away from home. Like teams try and come and attack you, leave yourself open, and then that's when me and Odson can get mine. What an analysis, young man. I didn't think you had this in your locker. Bro. <laughs> um, right, mate, Dundee, as you said, uh, what a club. Enjoy it there, I uh-huh. Aye, brilliant. Um, before I signed, though, I went, uh, went on holiday um, to Ayanapa. And my agent phoned me, he's like, right, I might have to phone you, I might have to come back early. I was like, right, no problem. So I literally touched down on Ayanapa, went out for a few hours. My agent phoned me, he's like, you need to be on the first flight home. No way. Look, I was like, I'm only there a day. You need to get it done. They want it done. Quickly, I was like, right, okay, flew home, didn't get done for another week. Devastated. <laughs> 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 um, I would have finished, if it was Man United that they got on the plane, but Dundee, mate, I'd have waited the week. Mate, it was just one of the ones that I just couldn't wait to get out of the Levy. Any team could have came in for me. It would have been the back green Jaggies, I would have fucking went the same for them. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens that they were, like, they had the new, I can't remember the guy's name, Callum somebody, and he, like, he was coming in with all the money. And it was like buying like me, they bought Sean Higgins, Richie Hart for Ross County, Gary Harkins, ended up buying him, Brian Kerr ended up signing, Eddie Malone. Like, few, bad, like, few, bad, few bad signings there, mate. Oh, what, what a team you had. I meant to say to you, just, it probably wouldn't have mattered anyway, because your mates told me that you didn't ever make the nightclub anyway, you smoked ball on it before the nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like 11, 11, 12 o'clock and I'm off me. Yeah. <laughs> I know my limits, I know my limits, just get home, just get a decent night's sleep, wake up, you wake up hangover in the morning, but it goes. I know boys that are sitting in the bed till 4 o'clock in the morning. 
decent night's sleep. I know what you're going up the road for, young man. Anyway, um, <laughs> Big Rab's nightclub, have you been? I have, mate. Studs and stilettos. What a gaff. What did you wear? The stilettos was high heels killing your feet. Nah, I had to put Big Rab's size 15 feet. Shoes on, man. Is that true? These boys, these shoes to wear in the nightclub if you've not got shoes on? Aye. But you need to wear his ones, you know what I mean? Uh, it's just one of the ones you need, but if you know like proper shoes like that, get them off, put them on. Like if you come in with trainers, like right off front door, put a pair of my shoes on. <laughs> I remember I watched Big Raz one here on you with you, and he was saying that I was launching launching the shoes over the back fence, and they can't get the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Did he crack it? Big Rab cracked in the one side. Played um, Motherwell on Scottish Cup TV. Um, pumped for nothing. I got sent off for a lunge at Stevie Hamill. Stupid. Um, and I come in like boys coming after the game I'm just sitting with he's doing the gaffers like he's angry he's like but premiership club can't really do much like go and get showered and I'm just straight off gear straight in the shower big man comes in one hand lifting me up lifting me up with six feet there just held me he's like you need to be costas I'm like I couldn't breathe I was like turning purple <laughs> big, big, uh, big jeans and a couple of other boys are trying to get him off me and I don't think he spoke to me for a month after that was he naked or was he oh. okay I had his uh, chopper at like. <laughs> Absolute wrecking balls, man. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Another guy that was unhappy with you. Did you not turn up for a Jockey Scott game at 2.15? Oh, mate, what a night that. So I was thinking, always, Griffey, you always late? No, I wasn't, to be fair. It was just this one time. I was back in Edinburgh on a Friday. I stayed at one of my mates. Um, and I had to get back up the road. And I, there was like a crash or something at Fourth Roadbridge. But, like, obviously, you can't make excuses for being late for a game. But I never even had my suit or nothing. I was, like, just in a normal tracksuit, so I had to go home. I stayed at uh, City Key. So I had to go home, get changed and all that, iron my shirt and get up. And I never turned up to a quarter past two, and the boys were fuming just about to go out for the warm-up. I was like, oh, no. That's right. the worst in it. But he, he ended up putting me on the bench. We were going at half-time. We were getting beat one nil. It was either Ross County or Green Morton. I'm sure it was County. We were getting beat one nil, And it actually finished one nil. And I got, I, I got the blame for it after the game, so that, that was your fault getting beat. And I, I took full responsibility. It was horrible. What a bad feeling that was. Oh, were you jealous that Jockey Scott had more hair on his top lip than you had on your head? I mean, he's a funny, he's a funny, funny guy. I, just, I still remember him now. He's shouting, like, obviously, at Dundee, you didn't know where you were training. Right. You're shouting through his office. Like, ah, for what he was saying, he's like, Dawson! Training at Dawson! <laughs> You're old school, aren't you, Jockey Scott? Oh, what a guy, what a manager. And I can't believe you sacked him when we did, man. Was he, was he ruthless, Griff? Yeah. Well, can he go mad at boys? No, just like we were playing well. Uh, we were top of the league, we were three points clear at the top of the league, and we got beat for Airdrie at home. But we had played the same amount of games as Inverness. And uh, like, we got a message on a Saturday night for a big rap. Gaffer's been sacked, meeting in the morning, don't anybody go out. It was my mate's 18th. I had everybody up. You went out, didn't you? Oh, I went out, mate. And I ended up uh, speaking to one of um, Rab's wife's pals, Debbie, in a nightclub. And never said, never said anything at, at, during the meeting. And after the meeting, it just points over. It was like, you last night? I was like, nah, I was, I was in the house. It's like, no, you're <laughs> How did he know? <laughs> oh, horrible. And then, thank God, the schism comes in. And that was just a shit show from the beginning. Uh, I've heard that. A few people have said that it wasn't the same with Gordon Chisholm. Nah, him and, uh, him and Billy Dodds. I remember Billy Dodds came in and he used to, uh, before the warm up, it was like 15 minutes before like, the team came out, he used to take me outside and do like shooting drills with me. 
You fucked. Nets are up. Nets are up. Everybody like groundsmen still trying to line the pitch. And he's got me an 80, as an 18 yard box zinging balls at my feet, turning, shooting into net to net. Honestly, madness. <laughs> still, still don't think he likes me now because I think a few boys came for him and I agreed when they when they left. And I don't think he's I don't think he's ever forgiven me. <laughs> I'm not after you. Mate, what a full session before I game, man. Were you fucked I'm fucking 25 minutes in, I'm blown out, man. One and a half left. <laughs> That's tremendous. Uh, how hard was it, mate, with the financial turmoil? I think they ended up in admin that season. Um, still banging goals, and so did you know that they'd try and move you on in January? No, well, I think, I think St Johnston tried to, tried to say, like we'll, like, we'll buy them. And I wanted to go, like, obviously, I'm, like, right. administration, you want to try and save as many jobs boys' jobs as possible. Now, we know boys are going to get like shafted and get told to go. Mm-hmm. And my agent said, it was Del McInnes who was at St. Johnston. And he said, look, Del wants you. Like, we'll see if we can get this done. And I'm like, right, okay. So I walked in and said, look, my wages could cover a couple, a couple of players to save. I was like, if I can go, you can keep them. He's like, no, we need to keep you. Can, we're going to get a points deduction, blah, blah, blah. We need to keep everybody, like our like, high, high-end players. So I've walked to like proper wages and I was like, like, let me go. Like, I can basically treble my, treble my wages plus the wages I'm going to get left here saving our two boys' jobs. Anyway, yeah. I'm getting deducted 25 points and I yeah, just remarkably come out that and still in the league. Uh, were you buzzing when, obviously you'd left, but were you still buzzing when the boys managed to stay up ahead? Oh, 100%. I still get uh, Facebook memories a day or any time I come up and it's like, oh, Dundee, great result, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the time they... Uh, and it was like the beat Ross County one of the way to stay in the league yeah. or to make them safe. If, what a feeling that would have been. Amazing. Right, mate, you got wheels in the Premier League. Were you confident that you were ready to play in a Premier League team? Nah, not really, because they had, they had Fletch at the time. They had Fletch, Sylvan Ebanks play, Kevin Doyle. Um, Fletch was good, kind of funny. Yeah, brilliant. So good, but he just, he just had everything. His first touch, finishing-wise, his heading, like nobody can understand it. I've never seen a guy... Be better heading a ball than him. So good in the air, man. So yeah. good in the air, man. I ended up signing there and then playing with like the the reserves for a couple of months, and then I can't remember how it happened, but I got told I was on the bench against Tottenham, and I was about to come on, and like it was Kevin Doyle played up front in his own, and then Sylvan Ebanks Blake went on, Fletch went on, and ended up going three up front, and we're getting beat three two, and I got told to go warm up. And just as I was like heading back in to go and get changed, they come on, the ball comes in and flies up, and he doesn't go. I was like, a bastard! <laughs> <laughs> so, did you play in the Premier League? No, I never played, no. Um, so, I ended up going on loan. So, I ended up finishing that season and then coming back for pre season. I ended up going on loan to Hibs in August. What was that? Uh, Hibs like McCarthy, Griff? He was good, mate. He was very good, very good man manager. I don't think a lot of people have got a bad word to say about him. Always doing it in the morning, shaking everybody's hand, going in the changing room and stuff. And his training was good. Obviously, I was mixing between the reserves and training with the first team. Um, and then I go on loan in August and then end up sacking Mick in the summer and bringing in, I think it was Stiles, no, Dean Saunders, I think it was. Or one of the two, Dean Saunders or Stiles all back in. And has Dean Saunders not got some tremendous big time shouts? Aye, we were doing, because I, I remember I was on loan to Hibs and then they wanted me back to train in January. Well, I went back in January and trained for four days and we're doing a shooting drill. He's like, right, fire the bottom of me. This is how it's done. And to be fair, he bent one right in the side. And then I was like, 
<laughs> brilliant. He was the manager, and then it was either Stalin fallback in for pre season. Stupidly, it was just when uh, Twitter was getting involved. Right. I tweeted saying, oh, pre season today, can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's ended, I up, he ended, he's ended up getting wind of that, and two days later, I was shot back on Lutton Hibs. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hibs. Uh, did you want to fight for your place at Wills or see when you heard that uh, Hibs didn't want to take you on loan were you desperate to get back to your boyhood club? Aye. So obviously being let go of Hibs when I was a young lad it was one of the ones that you know you get told oh, Hibs are coming around they want to try and get you on loan under Colin Calderwood. And it was the start of August with this transfer window like they're going to try and get you. I was like right okay. I think it was like two or three times they tried to get me and they said no. And then it wasn't until like the end of, end of August they were playing Hearts on the Sunday I remember this. That was my, I made my debut there. And it was on the Thursday. My agent phoned me, he's like, right, I think it might be done. He's like, but you need to be up and medical and stuff done by the Friday so they can register for the Sunday. And it ended up getting done. I still remember my debut at Tinkastle. Horrible, man. What, getting abused? Oh, getting abused, warming up, man. And I go on. I was like, just after, just after 55 minutes, I got subbed on. And I think it was like a thrown in the far side. So I was like, jogged, jogged of course, and it was Jamie Hamill. Um, he's threw it to Zalukas. Zalukas who gave it back, and I just went in and Southern Bosch <laughs> trying to endear myself to Hibs fans. And Craig Thompson, like, you're lucky I'm not sending you off. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and that was me. Oh, how did you impress fans, man? Oh, mate, madness. But I, what a best atmosphere in Scotland, I think, man. But I can't remember, thank you. Yeah, can I see just on Hibs? Like, did they tell you why they released you when there was, why did, what was the reason they gave you for releasing you at 16? No, it was at 12. Oh, 12, why, why was it? Yeah. Good enough? Aye, that's what it said. It wasn't like no good enough. I was like, like, you didn't want to ever let go of your boyhood heroes, but I had, I had at that point that I was like, right, fair enough, I'll just go back to the boys club. And it was my dad, he just said, boys club, um, just do what you can do, just go back and score goals and somebody else will come in, you'll get another chance. See, when you signed for the first team, was the guy who released you still there? No, but I think it was, uh, it was Tommy McIntyre and a guy called Jimmy Bruce. Right. Tommy's at fucking Tommy's at Celtic now. Do you remind him that you released me, you bastard? No, I was more Jimmy than I was Tommy. Right. Um, but I it was one of the ones that you just go back to the boys club and I remember one of the boy, best boys club stories I've found. I was with my mates. I'm still mates with now. Three of them played with um, Master Brother Windsor. Right. I was I was playing for Hutch at the time and I was I stayed at one of the boys, my mate Mark. I stayed at his house the night before, so we were playing we were playing them down in Musselburgh. And Marco's like, right, we'll give you a lift in the morning, blah, blah, blah. I was like, hey, okay. Comes in the morning, ah, can I get a lift? So I need to get a bus, mate. Dive it and up to Edinburgh City Centre. And all the way down to Musselburgh. It must have took about an hour and a half. Turned up a minute before kick-off. <laughs> I brought this straight, mate. I just turned up on the pod. But luckily enough, luckily enough, my dad, um, my dad had finished work and he took my boots and all, all down. So literally sprinting across the pitch, sweat dropping off me. Ball it naked, side of the pitch, gear on, shim pad, strip on, end up beating him C2 and scored a hat trick. See, just back to the Hibs, like, how much a Hibs fan were you growing up? Was it season ticket every week? Who were your heroes? Obviously, Bruni, Tomo, Gaz, Deke. Like, they were, the, they were the ones that kind of looked up to. And then I remember my first, first training session on Saturday, I signed for the Hibs. And I just walked in, like, getting my gear off, gear off uh, just turning, and Gaz was just walked past me, like, all right, you want? And I'm like, I can't ask guy to He just sitting there, like, just kept looking over at him. Like, just in awe. I was like, I can't believe him. Guys. Like, Aye, what a guy, uh, what a guy guys is, man. He told, us, he, made, he told us he made you. Did you watch his interview? Huh? 
Gas maiden. His <laughs> <laughs> finishing was his uh, finishing was one of the best I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. Uh, he's, a hero, man. he's a great guy, isn't he? Oh, brilliant. Talking, he just talks nonsense. Like you can't spell either. Can't spell for shit. <laughs> Honestly, see if he's like. Uh, I remember one summer he was like, "You want to come down to the house?" And he spoke two years in TWO. <laughs> Mate, see when I interviewed him, right? He just started up his academy, and you know mm-hmm. how he spells his name with two R's. Yeah. On his tracksuit, it was only one R. Oh, honestly, it's close, my bad. The guy's got a heart of gold. He's yeah, he does. Great guy. Was he? Was he? Did, would he like take you under his wing, then, Griffith? I mean, at first it was uh, obviously he was playing, and then were, I can't remember who the speaker was. But then I came in, and it was like me and him as a partnership. And then we ended up playing Hearts in. January at Easter Road and it was meant to be the both of us and then Pat Fenlon, and Pat Fenlon ended up changing it and just went with one up front and went with me and it was fizzing. <laughs> it? Got so angry mate, honestly. It almost went home. <laughs> so and what, would he hold that against you? Would he pull you up for that? No, I'd like, because we're both meant to be playing together, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like, no my fault that the gaffer said, right, I'm going to go with him instead of both of you. Yeah. But, was he good to play with big guys, eh? Oh, he's brilliant to play with. Because he's such a such a big guy, he can hold the ball and he can flick it on. And like you say, I was 20, 21 at the time, just what he running behind and not really caring for the offside rule. Uh-huh. Uh, what about other characters in that team, mate? Was Graham Stacknell meant to be an absolute loose cannon? Stacky, absolute hustler, so he was, man. <laughs> but, uh, great guy, Stacky. And then like, we had so many loan signings um, that James was talking about. It was, it was weird. I think we ended up signing like eight, seven or eight boys on loan in January. Um, not good enough now. Say again? The boy's not good enough now. One of the boys are playing the Premier every week, Matt Dodd. Matt Dodd. As I said that, I couldn't believe it. Matt, I, I like Matt because I was at I was at Wolves and Matt before he ended up signing, and then obviously that fit that year we got to the cup final and it just the boys just couldn't care. Nah. Didn't like didn't care like obviously me, James, Paul Hanlon, Louis Stevenson, guys like guys that grew up supporting the club, like knew how big this final was. And they got other guys like just tossed it off, like, like it's just another game to us, do you know what I mean? So even though you were still quite a young guy, Griff, would you get onto these boys or would you kind of be quieter? Oh no, like especially in the cup final, like we were embarrassed. And like fair play to hearts, like, they deserved the victory on the day. Um but obviously after it, like we know that we know what's coming. Not just for the Hibs fans, for the Hearts fans as well. Like, we, I'll get it for the rest of my life. Other guys like Matt, like other guys that are on loan that were like disappearing, like it's just another game with them and they didn't care. It's horrible, horrible after it. See, like, see how Jazza was like, some people have said the preparation wasn't the great, Jazza says it was, what, what would your take be on it? Ah, it was fine. Like, obviously Jazza said last week they went to Ireland for uh, three days. Sun, I was like, uh, no, four days, sorry, went to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, back back on Thursday, trained on the Friday and they went to East Kilbride on Saturday. Um, and I, I thought the pre- preparation was fine, like we done like everything, everything that needed to be covered, we done it. Like we knew what hearts were going to be like, physical, be on the front foot, and they had beat us anyway, three times that season. So we knew we had a chance. Like saying, right, they beat us three times this season. You know, we try not make it four. Mm. But, um, obviously, we get back in it with James. They go two 0 up, and then we get back in it with James just before half time, and then the sending of kills, kills everybody. I had a chance to smash you, so on the side of the side of the park, but me and Pa. And I was trying to clip his heels and he just he just stepped over me and then ran past Pam. Pal pulled, pulled him back. Right. But literally it could have been 
my heart fan saying it, it could have been 10. And if they went, I think they took the foot off the gas. If they wanted it to be more, they could have. Like, they could have destroyed us. I know what the problem was, mate. Staying in East Cobride the night before, man, that would get any done. To be fair, I, um, it would have been easier just staying in the house the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and see, on the, 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 you scored the winner in the semi-final against Aberdeen as well, so your confidence must have been sky high at the time. Must have been buzzing, I think, your first year ahead you could go and win the Scottish Cup. I also got reminded of like how how many years it had been since I'd won the Scottish Cup and like I was an Owen apparently, like it was two thousand or nineteen or two since the last time I won it. So I was like, right, hundred and ten years, let's go and smash the smash the record, make sure it's done. And like you say, forty six minutes, it's dead and buried, three one down down to ten many. We never come back. What uh, what scenes do you remember in the dressing room after it? Because Gaz was saying that it was a free for all and Jazza was say it was not quite like that. Oh, it was horrible. It was quiet, mate. It was like everybody just like also me, Paul Hanlon, Louis Stevenson, like proper devastated. And I remember Ben Gat go back to Easter Road on the bus, like fans piling down Leaf Walk up Easter Road in the stadium, and like, absolute dogs abuse. And Hibs had laid on um, like a, basically a party for us, basically like, hoping we were going to win. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting off the bus and sitting, and I stayed behind Easter Road. And get off the bus, like, I'm going straight here. And the boy's like, no, come in for one. Like, just go and see the chairman or like, blah, blah, blah. And I remember just looking around after about half an hour and Gaz, he's got fucking tied around his head, drinking a bottle of grey grape straight to the bottle. I'm like, right in front of Rod Petrie's face. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, that was my cue to go, mate. I was like, no, I need to get out of here. <laughs> what a man. Did you stay in the flats right across the Easter Road? Aye, so like, if you come at like, the tunnel side, I stayed in the flats like, straight behind that was where Fledge now used to say it. Oh, they walls could talk in there, young man. Griff, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see when you were at Hibs, was that when you first kind of started getting a lot of media attention? They were on you for the start at Hibs, yeah. wasn't they? Yeah, was, that was when like, Twitter was just getting involved. So I was on, I was on Twitter just arguing with folk at any opportunity, and it was stupid. Like, looking back now, you're just like, what are you doing? But it's just like people giving you abuse, and you just have to try and like, bite back. Mm. Now you just... I'd just ignore it, but back then, it was like being 21, 22. You just want to bite back and argue with it. Mm. Like, anything that you done, also the papers were picking up and it was just going straight in the paper. I mean, I, I think it was in the paper for about six weeks solid and like proper articles. And I'm like, fucking hell. And it was just horrible, obviously. Like, my, my family had to see it and all. Would you, would, you, would you ever phone them up and say, like, fucking leave us alone? Nah, I mean, they're going to write what they're going to write, you know what I mean? Mm. It doesn't matter if you say, oh, like, come on, like, give me a break, blah, blah. But I remember, like, they, they've turned up at like, my mum's door and stuff. And my mum was like, had to say, like, look, you need to leave them alone. You need to go away. And they've said, like, look, I've gone out and write it whether you speak to us or not. But it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. Like, even now, like, I, could, I could post something about my back garden. And the next thing in day, it's in the paper. It's perfect. But mm. that's what you need to have a job. Why do you think that is? Just because you're a good player? I or people just... People just love to, or they love to stuff things up. It's one of the ones that you, you then want, like that. But you want good publicity. You want to be on the back page. You then want to be in the front. Mm. But you go on Twitter and it's like, oh, Lee Griffiths gets a new garden, or Lee Griffiths moves out in a new house. Like, people don't know what to read that pitch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, be fair, mate. Like, see, this interview, I think it'll be good because even before I've interviewed you, I thought maybe you know the bright. I like every every person you've interviewed. I don't think they've had a bad word to say to me. Nah. Yeah, I'm getting portrayed as this 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 other kind of guy, and it's 
I, I doesn't. I, I guess they mean a way, but I'm just like, you know what? I just walk off a duck's back now. Like they're gonna, people are gonna have an opinion regardless. There's only one being one guy that's bad mouth, Jen. It's Gary Mackay Stevens. He's wanting his trainers back, mate. <laughs> tell him, uh, tell him I'll send them three hundred dollars. <laughs> Brilliant, man. Right, mate. Second season, twenty-eight goals for Hibs. Is that when top clubs started phoning, getting in touch, interested? Um, nah, I mean, I ended up going back to Wolves again in January. I was only, I was six month periods every time. It wasn't just like the full season. Um, and just started off well, six months, and ended, uh, started January, I had like 19. And then went back into Wolves. And they're like, no, nah, just go and finish the season at Hibs. Um, and we'll see you back in pre season. I was like, hey, fair enough. And then I think, I think they said that to me, and then I think they had a chance to buy me for like 50 grand. And because I had like I was a year option rules had so that if I didn't have the option, Hibs would get me for nothing. So Hibs are thinking, right, we're gonna get him for nothing rules and whatnot. He's been here long for the last two years. Okay, we'll just wait till the summer. So mm. instead of paying fifty grand to get me, they waited till the summer, I scored an extra nine or nine, ten goals, whatever it was, between then and the summer. And I went, right, we're uh, we're taking up the option. Hibs are like <laughs> Mate, what are Hibs thinking? You know, Santa Hibs just paid fifty grand there. I didn't, I didn't know until after. Right. Um, I wasn't until my agent said Hibs had a chance to buy in January and never done it. But then Wills ended up sacking the manager and I was like, me, they got relegated twice on the round, so they're in League One. And then it was Kenny Jacket. Kenny Jacket phoned me and said, right, you know, we're taking up the option, going to do a pre season up in Scotland. And I'm thinking, why? <laughs> <laughs> why do you want to do that? He <laughs> came over with some other chat that trained at uh, Stirling Uni. And he's like, right, we're going to give the number nine jersey. I was like, half days. Wow. Um, right, sorry, sorry, Griff, I missed something out just to put the, the, the season before that. Uh, need to ask you the question that everyone everyone wants to know for that season is, how strong is Billy Brown? Empty <laughs> <laughs> right. cracking. Oh, mate. <laughs> the training, and Jazza kind, of got, Jazza kind of got the story wrong about the, the training. But we're doing like, you know how you play like three team games in training? Yeah. One team round outside, two playing, blah, blah. So it was six games, and we'd only played one round. And the gaffers called it. He's like, nah, that's enough. Not having any more. I'm like, come on. Another round. He's like, nah, that's a done, blah, blah. So then, then Billy says, oh, you were shite. I want to, who are you talking to? And bear in mind that he's just came for hearts. And I'm, listen, I didn't even want him at the club. The way it's one of the ones, and I'm like, who are you talking to? And he just <laughs> up, he's like, what? And I just grabbed him and just threw him the flip. Gaffer's <laughs> like you f-ing. so I've ended up just walking in mate, grabbing my stuff and even showered on hand stopped my house training game just got him started walking and that's when obviously Jazza uh, Jazza drives up beside me and ends up taking me home but the next again day it goes in the press I've headbutted Willie Brown I've drove away in my car bear in mind I didn't even drive at this point <laughs> and then sped away for uh, East Main's training and I'm like drive <laughs> crazy isn't it so I had to go over and speak to Pat Fenley. He's like, look, can I do that? Blah, blah, blah. You need to apologise. I'll like, oh, fine. I'll apologise. Like, but, you know what I mean? The boys, boys wanted to play. I wanted to play. Fair enough, they didn't have a good morning. Mm. But, can you, you just want to finish training and get on with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I apologise. Me and Billy are already now. Me and Tuesday. Yeah, we had the money. It was good. What about uh, the look is it? Is that true? The story Jazzy told us? How do you find yourself in these situations, man? Yeah. So we're playing Aberdeen on Sunday. And we're leaving the Marriott Hotel in Edinburgh at two o'clock. 
Now, two and a half pints of a journey, you want to go and get like, a couple of munchies for the bus, a few bottles of juice and that, blah, blah, blah. So I went to, I went to Tesco at um, Kirstorfin. Bear in mind, Saturday afternoon, I'm in a hips track here. I'm like, right, in and out, blah, blah. So self scanners, I'm just like, I'm trying to get as much as possible so I'm not late for the bus. Anyway, everyone's in the bag, reaching in the bag, pay for blah, blah. Just a bit up to the door and I got on the back of your shoulder. Can we uh, check your bag, please, Pat? I'm like, I ain't making any problem. There's my seat and you go, there's your bag. Oh, you've not paid for the lucrative. I'm like, what? I was like, I've got the receipt in front of me. I was like, look on the receipt. He's like, oh, the lucrative is having a scan. I'm like, right, we'll go and scan. I was like, no, nah, back of the shop. I'm like, I'm off. I'm going to be late. I was like, get away there. I was like, here's your bag and stuff. I went, take it all back. I didn't want it. Anyway, I try to walk out of the shop, mate, just huckle to the ground, rip tracks you, everything. <laughs> everybody in Tesco is just, I'm like this on the floor. For a look I huck up to the back of the shop, mate. And ended up getting taken to the police station. Um, and then big uh, Robbie McIntyre, who was at Hibs at the time, he's waiting outside, grabs me up, takes me all the way to Aberdeen. And I've walked into the hotel, got my room key, put my stuff in the room, down for dinner, and I walked in. I was like, Saturday night, boys! <laughs> Four hours <laughs> late! The boys are just. Uh, what did Pat Fenlon say? Was he alright? He just asked what happened, and I, I basically just said the exact same. He's like, honestly, he's like, you don't need help yourself, do you? I'm like, but I've never actually done anything wrong. <laughs> You're just one of the guys, mate, the bad shit happens to it. Ah, it's just, every, every time like, something goes wrong, it's like, it's always my fault, you know what I mean? Even if it wasn't my fault, it was, it's always my fault. Uh, Jinka made a, a difference, the fact that you scored big goals, mate, like, I remember what I was doing south, so I'd be watching the telly, if Hibs played Hearts or Celtic, you'd always score in this sort of game, Jink. That created a lot of interest as well. Did you love the big games? We played, we played Celtic in the December before I went back to uh, Wales in January and we beat them 1-0 and I scored. Yeah. And then it was just after that I was like getting like semi-final of the Scottish Cup running, coming down and running to that playing Celtic in the final again and getting beat. It was just fucking deja vu. And then going down to Wales I was thinking because I'd had so much bad press up here I was thinking right, go down to Wales have a fresh start go down and have a good six months and then it wasn't until obviously I was playing there scoring and then I didn't play for like a month and then my agent phoned me and said, I think Celtic are going to try and buy you in January. And that was me, like my head was just gone. I was like, I'm right, Celtic, like, you're going to get this opportunity again. And it wasn't until the well, last day of the transfer window, I think they had like two or three bids rejected. And then my agent phoned me, he's like, right, pack up everything in your house. He's like, and drive to Pedriff. He's like, I'll book your hotel over there and the chief exec is going to phone you in the morning. That deadline day, he's going to phone you in the morning and letting you know if, if you're going to Celtic or not. Wow. Couldn't you pack up the stuff quick enough? Go up and rough and I'm thinking, what if he actually doesn't let me go? I'm going to have to go home and pack all this. <laughs> anyway, they played on my phone. I think it was like quarter past six or something. Four me in the morning. He was like, right, we've accepted the bid. Hopefully you pass your medical. Good luck, blah, blah. Boom, straight up to Celtic Park. I think I got this from eight o'clock. Never left to 10 to 12 at night. Hey, what, what do you do for that amount of time? Just like doing, because like, I was traveling to like Celtic Park, to Lennoxton, Lennoxton to Celtic Park, blah, blah. Just doing like medical scans and all that and then just like trying to get the paperwork all finalised. Right. Like, absolutely shattered I was. And then, I, they, got, I, they never got it done in time for the place to at home on a Saturday. They never got in time for that, so I ended up making my debut the next thing in week against Aberdeen. So you just done the last few bit on Hibs, like how much did you did you love the derbies? What was your, have you got a favourite derby that you, that you played in? I've been beating them 2-1 at Tynecastle. I scored a free kick and then Ross Calder scored in the last minute. They, they didn't beat us that season. After beating us 5-1, they didn't beat us that season. We beat them 
once at Tynecastle, drew at Easter Road twice, but we didn't also we didn't finish in the top six. Um, I didn't didn't beat us that season. We ended up beating them in the Scottish Cup. So we played them in the uh, final, and in the first round we were in, and we ended up getting hearts at Easter Road, beating them on that. Brilliant, man. See, on Ross Caldwell, mate, I just remember there that Paul Heffernan told me, remember Jazz was talking about Terry Butcher? Yeah. Like, tells the secret, did Ross Caldwell not say he was part of, like, an Albanian drugs gang or something? Probably, mate. He's, he's one of the fastest boys ever, but the boy could finish. Like, see if he had his head screwed on properly? Right. He would have became a top, top player. He's a big boy, wasn't he? I think Castle just summed him up. Last night, I think it was like 90, 91st minute at Tynecastle when Scott Robertson fired a ball at him in the 18-yard box. And he just literally took a touch, but he just side-footed in the top corner. Yeah, I remember it. Unbelievable. Uh, another bust up I had a lot to ask you about was the one that Jazz spoke about at half-time in the Falkirk game. You remember? I think it was Jazz and Tomo that were going for it. Carnage. If you listen to the, one of the uh, commentaries, I think it was Andy Walker. I was, like, on, I was at the time, it was on Sky and uh, BBC. Yeah. And one of the Sky commentary, they, um, they scored the third. And I just dropped on knees. I'm like, how is this happening again? Like, we're getting absolutely annihilated. And then Lyle Taylor goes through to make it 4 nothing, and Ben saves it. And then we get in the half-time and it's just absolute carnage. It could have been like a Royal Rumble. <laughs> Honestly, I think it was Paul Kane they go absolute Kane to the manager. <laughs> he, was, he, was he was at fault for all three goals. He gave the ball away for the first one. He loses his man for the second and he tries to not make something on the touchline for the third. He gives the ball away three times. He scores three goals. What a guy, man. And then he gets, he gets brung off. I think we bring Owen Doyle on at half-time, changed the formation, went to two up the top, and that was it, mate. Absolutely just blown away at the second half. See, with, see, with Tom and Jazza being like the older heads, would you ever have a go back at them, or were you always quite sound? No, nah, I was sound, because it was one of the ones where you think, right, you, know, you need to listen here. Like, Captain yeah. and Kevin Thompson, being top of the game, Euro- European Cup finals, just played them. You know what I mean? It's one of the ones you need to listen to. Yeah. I was like, growing up, Tom was hero, one of my heroes. So I was like, right, you know, you listen, it was it. And again, it was other guys being alone, like we had a few young boys, Danny Hamlin, Alex Harris, Roscoe. They were, they were just coming in, so I didn't think they'd seen anything like that before. Obviously, yeah. me and James had been there for the previous year with Hamlin, Paul Steven, eh, Hamlin, Louis Stevenson. I'm thinking, this can't happen again. Like, what a champion we've got to win this cup. And we're getting moved to 3-0 for a, a first division club. And that's not just the spectacle cup because we were passionate in the first half. They deserve, to, they deserve to be up. But it was just second half. We said, right, we need, a, we need a goal, we need a quick. I think we are scored in after like six minutes in the second half. I ended up missing a penalty and then scoring, and then Doyle scores. I think it was like 20 minutes to go. And we're thinking, right, we can go on and win this. But we didn't end, we didn't end up winning it until extra time. Oh, we, oh, me, Alex Harris, he was brilliant and saved by the bell, wasn't he? We screech. <laughs> See if he was taller than me, that would be his double. Um, <laughs> by the way, what a guy. What I played about just now, and until the next game season, I think it was the first game against Mullerville that he, he broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that just changed them. Oh, and then a shock, mate, you scored the winner. What are people getting Hibs into a cup final, eh? Again. Aye, I mean, I, get, I got cramped. I, I took the corner and then the ball got headed out. And I got cramped running for the ball and I just said, please just take a good touch and you can set yourself for a shot. And I took it, boom, hit it in, and I celebrate my big brother and all that. My big brother was in that wee corner. Uh, what a feeling it was and then Lyle Taylor misses a chance I was like 119 minutes and he goes through again and misses a chance to p- take it to penalties but nobody ever speaks about it he goes one on one with the goal again it was like ball came in 
ball plays around the corner and he's through one on one and he hits that try hits that goal across the goal. And Ben says it again, I'm like, oh. Brilliant, man. what a game. By the way, so you, so when you scored the screamer, you could see your brother straight away. I could see my brother's eye. My brother's, I think, was like four rows up. But bear in mind, half the head turns left. Uh-huh. They're left at like 3 0, and then half time comes, and we walk back in, like, basically, it stayed him empty. And it wasn't until what was that? I got my brother in that tickets for the game, so I knew where they were sitting. And they all came, I think they were up further, but because the stadium had been patched, it was like they came straight down the bottom. Brilliant, man. I wanted to jump, wanted to jump over, but obviously couldn't. Amazing. Uh, and then you get set up in the final, mate. Were they just too good? Aye. I mean, I hadn't, I didn't train until the we played on. I didn't train until the Friday. I had a dead calf, so I didn't train until the Friday. But I think Celtic had got wind of that. that I didn't, um, that I didn't train. I had a dead calf. And Charlie McGrew, he was playing centre half that game. Yeah. I think it was 15 minutes of the game, and just came right through the back. I mean, just kneed me in the calf again. That was it. Just gone. I was like, oh, God. Oh, he's not, he's not as nice as he looks, a big man, is he? Big God. But no, again, that was one of the ones that, like, you had to try and score first. But I had a good chance. Uh, Doyle, in the first, the first five minutes, had a header and they put it uh, just over the bar. And then two shit bits of defending for us. Big Jazza, big Jazza, huh? Oh, it wasn't <laughs> him. <laughs> Ryan McGovern, like, Ryan McGovern and Hanlon and one of them never, I think it was McGovern never should have got Hanlon and Hanlon just left it and Hooper right in between the both of them and scored twice, man. Ruthless. Uh, Owen Doyle, well, another one who was brilliant as a chairman, wasn't he? Yeah, unbelievable. And he goes, he's underrated as well. His fans didn't, didn't take to him, but you just look what he's doing now at uh, Sunderland. Yeah, he's flying, isn't he? Just, that's just him, he was just a finisher. He just didn't get a break just because I was playing well. Uh, mate, some people spotted you uh, applauding the Celtic fans at the end. Did you have it? You said that like, when Celtic came in for you, you were buzzing. What was it about Celtic that you'd always liked? Um, like, it's all cliche, but you watch them Champions League nights. Now, it was when Champions League nights were on Sky, you know what I mean? And yeah. you, you, you just watching it like that's, like, that's where you want to be. That's when you know you've made as a footballer, when you're standing under that, here's the uh, Champions League music. And I was applauding them because they hadn't stopped singing all game. That was like green, the whole stadium was just like green and white. It was just brilliant. Um, and then obviously getting the chance to spend for them like, you know, seven months later was unbelievable Was it always in your head about day well today then there could be a chance I could get here or did that not come in it? Nah, not really so I remember before the Scottish Cup final I got um, I was up for play of the year and young play of the year at yeah. the PFA and it was a time where Celtic they had cruised the league and they got into the last 16 in Champions League and none of their players were up for uh, play of the year I think that's when Lenny was raging and he came in the press and said, oh, none, of the, none of the nominees would get into my, my selecting. And then buys me seven months later. <laughs> <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Well, see, when Lenny made those comments, did you think, fuck, there's no way he's wanting to sign me in? No, I, I, remind, I remember them. Uh, I reminded them when I, I signed us. I remember you said uh, for play of the year, and you said you weren't going to sign anybody. Like, that was just tough. cheek. You're always coming here. I was like, ah, oh, that's all right. <laughs> <Wait>, <laughs> just, I'm not to you. Bold as brass, man, bringing that up. But that's like, because I was, I was, when I was saying I was 24, and I was like, I was, that was still me. I didn't know I wasn't caring. I thought, remember you said I wasn't going to sign. But no, fair enough. Like, you came and signed me, and I've no other back since. So when did you first hear from them? He scored 12 goals in the first half of the season for Wolves. Was it just... Wolves, I think it was like the start, start towards the start in the middle of December. I was actually like, Celtic are interested in you. And just keep like plugging away, training well. He's like, if you want to go, I'll try and get you out. And I think, like I say, in January, they had like two or three bids rejected. And I think they were coming in with like a, a final one. And it was part of, like, part of my deal that said that if I give... If, if Wolves ended up winning promotion, that I don't get my like bonus, my league bonus at the end of the season, and I was like, fair enough. I was like, I don't really care. I was like, just let me go. And then obviously then I going up to the championship, winning the league, and but I wasn't really caring. I got my move, so I was happy. Twenty grand's nothing to you, young man. Um, when did you first meet Lenny or, or speak to him? Because everyone that comes on here may says that when they speak to Lenny, that that's straight away they want to sign for Celtic to play for him. I was intimidating. I mean, I went to Celtic Park and then I got driven from there up to Lennoxton. Now, they were training and it was Joe, it was Joe Ledger the last day as well. So I think they, they had just came in for training and I had walked into the changing room to go and get changed and all that, just shaking all the boys' hands and that. And I, that was the last time I seen Joe. Joe had left and he, he ended up leaving, I think it was, was it was Cardiff Centre. Uh, no, he went down to Palace, didn't he? Palace, sorry. I, he ended up signing for Crystal Palace. Um, but I, it wasn't until I got changed, done like my running stuff, and then went upstairs. He's like, right, you know, happy to be here, blah blah. We know you can score goals, but um, Hooper had just Hooper had just left as well. Right. Like, look, you know what Gary done? We think you can do something like Gary. I was like, look, I was like, I scored goals throughout my whole career. I was like, I'm not going to stop now. I was like, I'm going to get more opportunities to score goals here, and that's what I've done. Like you, see, speaking to me, you didn't seem like the type that would get nervous, but see, when you went to Celtic and you knew you had to replace Super's goals, was that a wee bit nerve-wracking or did you just always back yourself? No, but I will always back myself, regardless of where I play, to score goals, but it's just the nature of his goals, you know what I mean? He'd done it, Champions League, UEFA Cup, Europa League, whatever you want to call it, and everywhere, he's, everywhere else he's done it. And I just think, if I just go and just try and do, do what you can do, 
and when you get the opportunities in these big games, you need to take them because they're not going to come along very often. Yeah. It wasn't until we got to the Champions League when Ben was here the second season that I, I managed to get my first proper Champions League goal. Brilliant. Um, you came on as a substitute in your debut. A wee bit of a bittersweet day. You got put the Scottish Cup against Aberdeen, but you get to get to get your first start for Celtic. Aye, it was a weird one because we went one nil up. Stokes just scored out the doors, and we're thinking, right, half the day, and then they obviously they score equalised, and then go two one up, and then I get brought on, and I tried an overhead kick, and I connected with it perfectly, and it wasn't until I can't remember, it was Russell Anderson, I think it was Russell Anderson and Mark Reynolds, the two centre halves, and one of them said, "By we've had the ball that's going in." He's like, "Great effort," and then obviously they then are going through. And, Aye, it was it was horrible to, to make your debut and get beat, but you know you mean you made your debut for Celtic, you're absolutely buzzing. I bet you got a good laugh for Russell Anderson and Mark Reynolds. <laughs> I just always say I got I can't remember what I got wrong for, but you know making your debut, you just want to go try and make an impact, try and get a team because I go wrong on at two one down, so I'm thinking like go on try and make an impact, try and get us back in the game, even get a replay. Happy days. Also got put out, but I thought I'd done alright, and then I can't remember. I think it was Hearts next day week. Uh, did Lenny see that just after that Aberdeen game? Like your first game there, yeah, did Lenny crack after again? I think it was one of the ones he just said, look, it's an opportunity wasted. You know what I mean? He's won the cup last season. He's got had a great chance to go and win it again. But, you know, we've been beaten. We just need to carry on the league um, and, and just try and win the league by as many points as we can. Who, uh, who impressed you straight away, mate, at Selic? Um Virgil. Hands, ha, ha, head and shoulders above everybody. And it's just one of the ones that you're sprinting like a 50-50 ball and you're sprinting. He's like basically jogging. And they could have knocked me in the next week. <laughs> Literally, it was that. It was just, like I say, head and shoulders and he's just proving to everybody now how good a player he was. Ridiculous. But Sam Rass, who on his day is unplayable. Uh, but, but then on another day, he looks like me playing. Aye, on another day, he just can't be asked. <laughs> it's like, what one's going to turn up? <laughs> But no, I wouldn't fault. I wouldn't fault anybody because they've been at the top for Celtic. They've done it throughout their career. They've been scored goals, played well, and it's. Aye, it's just a. It was just a joy to be involved. Oh, there must have been one day that you're in Van Dijk in training. No, I remember doing uh, the crossbar challenge, and it was before I had my hair done, and there was. Uh, it was not. It was crossbar challenge. Was a big thing back in the day. Um, yeah. And there was only like six of us doing it. It was like me, Bruni, Commons, Virgil, Zaluska, Stokesy. And I ended up running up to the camera and some, somebody shouts behind me, Bobby Charlton. Oh, was laughing and then I just wanted to start laughing, but I couldn't always start to say my name properly. And I, I was, that, was, uh, that was kind of fun, but I, I'm sure it was Virgil that shouted uh, Bobby Charlton. Surprised <laughs> even who Bobby Charlton was, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, mate, and then your first goal. See, when you come up, you're playing for Celtic, you're at Tyne Castle, do you know I'm scoring today? No, but if I had to pick somebody to score, it would have been there. Obviously, Rangers were in the league at, in the, league at the time. So I'm thinking, right, go to Tyne Castle. You're going to get absolute dog abuse. Me, Stokesy, Bruni. They're the three culprits are going to get it today. So you just try and silence them. Didn't have the great first half, and then second half, Stokesy toe pokes it. Right up in the air. Managed to take it past Danny Olsen, and then spin him again and fire in. And that was me in absolute ecstasy. I ended up doing basically half a half a lap pit celebration. Celebrated in front of the Hearts fans, ran right along with the goal, Celtic fans, and then straight to the gaffer. <laughs> I, should, I should have got fined for that celebration, to be honest. 
Amazing. I remember a goal, mate. It was a good goal. Uh, and then first hat trick came a week later, mate. Five 0 win over Inverness Cali. Was your confidence through the roof at that stage, or how? I just watched the score. Obviously, she goals itself. I I just watched the score and just hear the. Do, 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 do. I was playing in my car, mate. Just wanted to get the tune on. <laughs> and then obviously get, getting the hat trick was brilliant. Um, it was one of the ones that I think just everyone fell for me. I think one of the shots I took for like a stupid angle and I managed to hit off the inside the post and go on. Uh, Sorry, mate, on you go. No, just a great hatch, a great feeling. Um, that was a good day. So were you driving through for Edinburgh, for Bruni? I was driving through for Bruni, I, um, I used to... Did you set it off straight away? Sorry? Did you set it off straight away, you and Bruni? Aye. Obviously, like I said, it was one of the ones with Gaz, like me and Gaz, and I was in Oi Gaz. And because Bruni was staying in Edinburgh, it was the only way I could get through. So I met Bruni in the mornings, and then I just, in the morning... Some of his tunes were madness, but he, he, he could really get up for training. Like you could be shattered getting in the car, full blast, history, boom, hour and a half all the way through. Like, that's me awake for training, definitely. <laughs> is he is he pure hyper in the morning? Is he oh, he's the exact same, whole day, hyperactive. He must have about eight double shots of espresso in the morning before he gets out of the car. <laughs> Mate, he's a freak, isn't he? He's a freak when it comes to football, man. Yeah. I've never met a guy like it. How is he so up for every game? It's weird, mate, because in the changing room you could be having a laugh and stuff. And it's just, even in, like, going out for a warm-up, it'll be fine until it hits, like, you know it's out of the park where you just hit before that tunnel before you go down the stairs. Yeah. As soon as he hits that, it's like a different guy. It's like somebody just goes, bosh, and changes him completely, and, he's out, and that's him focused for the game. You cannot make him laugh. I've tried it, believe yeah. me. Mate, you were beating up, you played just at Celtic Park, right? You were like 5 0 up, and I tried to make a joke to him, and he was still pure focused, man. I'm like, 5 0, mate, just have a laugh. I remember one of the games we were walking in, and I was on the bench, and I said to him before, I was like, I was like, pretty much, I was like, I'm going to try and make you laugh. He's like, I bet you can. And I've walked out, and I think I've like pinched his arse or something, and I tried to tickle him, and he's just like, I've looked back, and kind of went, and just looking straight through me as if invisible. <laughs> I'm like, how's that? I was like, I need to do something. I want to punch you back, or I want to laugh, or do something. Man. It's just ridiculous how how focused he is on a game. Does he get but, on boys? Is he on? Is he on boys all the time? Really? Aye, it will be if if he thinks they're no they're not trying or they're not pulling away. It's fine. Like, see if you're trying your weight and you're doing everything you can. He'll have no problem with that. But see if you're in training, you're half arsing it. He'll he'll be on you. But that's that's brilliant. Is is. He's getting that status itself now, like a legend status, because of the things he's, he's doing now, than what he's done in the past. He's, he's the best captain I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I, I always want to find this, mate, because see, like, I'm obviously at Peter Henderson to a lesser extent, and see when we need to get the bus home after the game, mate. So see, I've shouted somebody, like, slaughtered somebody in the game, and uh-huh. then sitting each other on the back, bus back, it's pure awkward, man. Like, did you ever hear that in training where, like, Bruni slaughtered you and you've had to go back, and then you just need to sit in the motor all the way back to Edinburgh again? Oh, but I remember the. Uh, he almost left me at training one day because I ended them twice within five seconds. He was going to kill me. <laughs> I was like many boxes and I was like three different boxes. And I was like, I mixed the day like first team boys and young guys and Big Kendall was in it, Adam Matthews, me, Darnell Fisher, a couple of young boys. And it's on YouTube, mate. Go and find it. I swear, it was so angry. So pass, pass, pass. I think I've not made them. I've kind of like jumped away a wee bit. And let's like all the boys are laughing. The ball comes back round to me and I've done it again. <laughs> I, honestly, I had to sprint the length of the park. It's going to kill me. Would he spend the rest of the tune and try to boot you because you've done that? Huh? 
Um, nah, he, he took it in kind of good hearts, good spirits after. Um, but I remember it was this season he got megged and the gaffer stopped training. It just everybody was just laughing. Odson meg, Odson megged them. I think Odson could make a memory. <laughs> um, and it was one of the ones that was just like he kind of like outside the flip inside. And it went through his legs and Odson got it to the other side and Bruno just stood still and I got like, <laughs> and everybody just standing like dying to laugh. <laughs> but because of, like anybody else you could laugh straight away, but because it's Bruno, everybody didn't know what to do. And Bruno just went <laughs> <laughs> everybody was gone. <laughs> what was the script to you had that was it you, you was it you and Luke Clark you met Whitaker and Brown on holiday and they were with their families? In Dubai, I so the first time was, every time we went to Dubai, me looking uh, my mate Paul went to Dubai and we were sitting by the pool having a few drinks and that and then just sitting, sitting on the sun lounger and I see Bruni and Whitaker walking across so I was like, like jump in the pool like over the pool bar and stuff now I've had like four five pints of Bruni sitting there, like bearing in mind the sun's beating down on my neck just making me so tired I've been there just going listen but what's falling down I think Bruni uh, Luke and Paul um, were ordering drinks as well and they ended up putting them in Bruni's room <laughs> I only, got, I only got told this three or four days ago. He's like, oh, I'm going to by when we were in uh, Dubai. We ended up putting drinks on Britain's room. I'm surprised he didn't go uh, collared for it. I'm like, I will now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant for your pals, man. Right, mate, perfect time. And talking about Lenny, uh, you got as many left. Aye. Devastated. Did he um, tell you? Like, did he tell you beforehand, I'm going to leave you? But you know about God that he just signed you and then he was then leaving. Aye, because like, you get signed and obviously... When the manager signs you, you don't want to believe. You think that they've signed you for a reason that you're going to play. Um, so I'm thinking, like, fuck, who's going to come in now? We were linked to all sorts. Roy Keane was linked to one, David Moy, but like so many names, and they ended up getting Roy. He comes in. He ended up bringing John Collins in, which for the first six months, I didn't play. Mm. It was weird. So obviously, I'd started well, and then pre season, Pre-season came and it was like me, Tony Watt, we're, do- we're doing like different running drums, like away for the rest of the boys. I'm like, what's going on here? So anyway, up until December, I was contemplating going alone. Um, and it, all- it almost happened. I almost went to Hibs, back on loan to Hibs for um, six months. And it was a Friday. I ended up taking my boots and like, every bit of booting that I had, every- all my boots and that, I took them back because I said, it's going to get done, you're going to be playing is when Hibs played Rangers on a Monday night. Wow. I was going to be playing, so uh, I was going to be signing by the Sunday and I would have played on a Monday. Um, so I'd already, I spoke to Alan Stubbs, he's like, we're going to get it done, blah, blah. I spoke to Celtic, basically agreed. Um, we'll meet at the Marriott quarter to five on Monday. He's like, just come, just normal, we'll get your traction and stuff, blah, blah. No problem, I think. I was just about to leave, I think it was like half past three, quarter to four. And I got a phone call from Kendall, was, we man, Gaffer's had to change your heart, Kendall's going to, uh, gonna give you a chance, blah blah. I was like, my boots are ready to go. Like, gotta be playing at Ibox tonight. You know what I mean? Mm. And after that, I, I didn't play. I think was, this must have been like September, October time, and I didn't play. I ended up playing for the uh, reserves. I said, I ended up going to say, look, I need to keep up my fitness. I was like, game wise, I was like, can I go and play for the reserves? He said, yeah, no problem, keep your fitness. And it wasn't until we played Sunderland away. I was on a Wednesday, and the day before, mm. he said. Reserves are playing away to Sunderland or away down tonight. You can go down tomorrow. We'll get you picked up, take you down, and you can play in that, or you can train with us. I was like, nah, I was like, I won't play. I the stadium my life. Right. Um, so I went down and Bruni, at the time, Bruni was doing his coaching badges, so he was helping out with the uh, 20s as well. 
and it got down it was like me, Mikey Johnson, Hendo played, um, Owen O'Connell, Darnell. We ended up back, we ended up beating them two one. I scored twice, and since then I was I was forever I was on the bench, and then we went to the Grand Canary we went to. Something like that. Grand Canary, I tell you, one of the places in, in Spain that we went to for like a winter break. Played a couple of games over there and then we came back. I, t- I trained well and we came back and said, right, I'm going to give you um, the next two league games plus we've got Rangers in the semi-final. He's like, I'm going to give you an three. You show me what you can do. And I scored another one. And I was, I ended up finishing, I had scored like four goals for them previously for the start of the season. I ended up finishing this, uh, on 20 goals for the end of the season. What? What was his problem mate, at the start, Jake? Was it di- was it diet and fitness? He was big on the diet, wasn't he? Ah, it was a weird one because he bringing this, he bringing obviously his people, and then he ended up bringing like John Gaditti in. He brought in Skepovic. He still had Stokes there and he still had Timu. So there's like four strikers in front of me, and you can only play maximum of two, three if you're struggling in a game. So I was never going to play, and that's why I wanted to go long because I wanted to play. And it was like I say, I was 20, 25 at the time. Mm. And I just that was me. I just wanted to play football, and then, like I said, he gave me the three games. He gave me the three games, and I scored in every one of them. And that was me. Like I say, I finished. I finished top goal scorer that season, and then again the next again season, he brings in Nadia Shesty for one point five million. And obviously, it was when we had three three Champions League qualifiers. So he played the first four. He's played home and away, home and away, and then he pulls me on the, the Monday. Walking along the corridor, he's like, I'm going to play on uh, Wednesday night against Malmo. And I was like, That's what you just bringing Nads. I was like, Nads just played the first four games. He's like, Why are you playing me? Like, this is in my head. I never said that in person. Personally, I always said, I'm fucking being on the bench. <laughs> but see, so, sorry, and you go. I played, obviously, played against Malmo, beat, win them three, beat them 3 2 at home, scored twice. And then I got told that Nads was. Suspended for the first six league games because of Jim McAllister. Oh, so he did. How was there that day? So he, I ended up playing the first six games, and I think I scored like uh, five or six, and that was that was him. He couldn't get back in. So you've ruined Nadia Shifty's Celtic career. <laughs> I've, ruined few, I've ruined a few careers in my time, mate. He's up there with one of them. See how he was massive on diet, mate. What did he say when you ate that tea cake on the bench? Was he fuming? He take his arm. Mate, I don't even think he actually realised what it was. I think it was John Collins. And it didn't help that the uh, Tunnocks are saying about 24 cases uh, Tunnocks the week after. I was honest, I was just one of the ones that could have been, the camera could have been anywhere in the stadium and it was just so happened to be on me at that time. And I again, again, something that just happens to you all the time, that. Aye, it was either Lucas Luska or Stefan Johansson. I can't remember which one it was I was talking to on the bench and he's like, what's that you got? And I was like, ah, it's a ton of cake. And they're like, is any good? I was like, ah, yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> what did, uh, see, just sorry, on the TK, what did John Collins say? Did he crack it? No, he was like, oh, like no, uh, it's no professional, blah, blah. But then, it was like a couple of weeks in training, we are doing like, it was like, we training jobs. And it was like, one I get, one I get surprised with And then when I got Box of tea cakes, mate. Like, try to take them. I'm like, you can't come for me. And then have a box of tea cakes later on. Like, try to come for me. Do you know what I mean? Brilliant, man. Right, you said, mate, he gave you the games and you scored your first goal against Rangers in the League Cup semi final. How good a feeling is that scoring against Rangers, your first one? I mean, obviously, I was just, I was nervous because I'd scored obviously the two league games previously. And then I was thinking, like, because of Rangers, is he going to try and, like, butter me up, change his mind, change the team and say, look, I'm going to put you on if I need you? 
the faint as word is he named the team I was playing and then like, I'd never been to an old film game obviously you only watch them on TV I'd never been so I'm thinking right this build up's going to be brilliant and the whole week it was just mad getting to obviously Hamden you walk in and it's just one side green and white the other side blue and that's Mate, the atmosphere was unbelievable. And then the score was even better. I think Steph putting the cross deep. And I've jumped up. I heard Stokes is shouting behind me. But it's one of the ones that I've jumped up and I was like, maybe else is getting this one. Well, I'm just trying to put it on target. And then goes in and just celebration. I, just, I didn't even know what to be. I just ran. I ran and I just jumped in front of the Rangers fans. Like, and that was me. I just ran. I was just running up the touchline again. Basically, another half a half bit. <laughs> See, when you're playing, like, obviously you were a Hibs hero now, say, like, is it always in your mind to wind up the Hearts and Rangers fans and just come to you? Like, see, when you score a goal, can you not really explain what happens to you? Nah, no, really, obviously. It's, it's part and parcel of football. I and mean, then going to Tancastle, regardless of playing for Hibs, Celtic, anybody else, you're always going to get abused because you're a Hibs fan, do you know what I mean? It's one of the ones, like, like Sc- I think Scatchel came back to his story with uh, Dundee United and he got abused. Do you know what I mean? It's just because, in that nature, but, I mean, hearts, most heart fans take it light hearted. They give me a bit, I'll give them a bit back. I remember uh, they started singing the first season that um, Brendan Rodgers came and they were singing, oh, when Hearts went up to lift the Scottish Cup, so, yeah, you were there. And I, I think it was the season that Hibs, Hibs had just won it, or the season before Hibs had just won it. Yeah. And I was like, so was that, I was ever Hibs won it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, man. And I, well, I, I hadn't won the Scottish Cup and then I've won it. Obviously, three in the bank now. Brilliant. Uh, 40 goals that year, mate. Like, although we said Ronnie about your diet and that, was there anything that he changed about your game that helped get to get those 40 goals? No, nah, not really. I think it was just because you're bringing that. I was thinking, right, I'm never going to, like, I need to start well here with the six games that he's banned. I was like, I need to start well and make sure that I'm playing well and scoring the goals so that he can leave me. Mm-hmm. Also, I've done well from, like, like, February towards May. I'd finished top goal scorer, so he knew, he knew what I could do. And then it was like a kick in the balls when he brought in Nads and Nads started the first four games. I'm like, oh, not again. But then, like I said, I started the season well and I just never got back and I ended up getting injured in December. I missed basically the full of December. And I think I missed like, I think I missed like three or four penalties. Or else I would have been very, very close to Larson's 52 record in that season. Were you looking for that? Were you, did you look at Larson's record thinking I would have beat it? I got to a certain point and I think it was like I was on 30. And there was still about, I think there was still like 16, 17 games left of the season. I was thinking, this is in my grasp, but I can do it. Mm. I, was just, I was just putting constant pressure on myself and see every time I missed a chance, I was kicking myself, beating myself up. And there were times that I, could, I went like two or three games without scoring, and I was like, nah, you've chucked it. And then you would go and score like four in two games. Like, right, it's back on, it's back on. And it's just that constant mind, like, right, it's coming, it's coming. And then I remember getting um, suspended, I got booked. I can't remember what I got booked for, but I got booked away hearts actually. I scored my. No, I can't. No, but it was, was, was nothing. Me and John Sewer got booked. And it was nothing in it. There was no malice, no nothing. Um, and I got booked, and somebody said, Oh, you're going to miss the last game of the season. I was like, You're joking. And I was hanging that was my 30, 39th goal of the season. So I only had one game, I hit 40. And I was away. And I managed to, I had a beast in the first half. I think I made two sitters in the first half. And then got, got the one in the second. Oh, what was the game plan? Just play on Fraser right? No, Stephen Anderson at the time. <laughs> Big Andrew. 
he was, he was playing centre half and he was a uh, he was good to be fair. He uh, like all of us obviously after the game, congratulations to him. It was one of the ones that was I think everybody was delighted. Well, but see, centre halves over the years, who's the best ones that you've had battles with? Do you give is there certain ones that you always get verbals with? Um, my mate Cole. I don't like playing against him for some reason. He's at uh, Cole Donaldson. Cole Donaldson. He's at uh, Inverness now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really, like, don't really like playing against him. I hate playing against Darren O'Day. Scott McKenna. I don't Did like. Aye, I don't like playing against Darren. I don't know why. Scott McKenna as well. I don't like playing against him. Like, I've never had. I've never okay. had a half. Like they'll challenge you, blah blah blah. But Scott McKenna will come up and nip you know, and I'm like, stop being busy. Nipping <laughs> just kick your ankles and all that. I'm like, mate. Seriously, it's just stop it. You're annoying me. <laughs> what about the forty goal year? Like, who was good to play with? Who's, who was good for setting you up with, with goals? Um, Wolves, to be fair, there was Chris Collins played well. Steph Johansson, James was playing. Tom Stokesy, Stokesy ended up playing left mid most of the time, or left out and uh, a three behind the striker. So I'd always, I was always going to get chances to score. Who's your favourite strike partner that you've had? It's Alec. Favourite one? Eric Lander is brilliant, isn't he? Probably he's Odson. Yeah. Probably Odson. Really? No, he's, he's the one that I've struck up the best partnership with. I think me and Stokes, we were good at the start and then like, it was like a competition to see who get more, more goals. I'd be a bit selfish between us, but like, between me and Odson, <laughs> it, it's just one of the ones where you're not really caring who scores, just try and get the job done. Hmm. Uh, right, that, that dressing room that year, the likes of Bruni and Charlie, best memories, any funny stories, pranks, wind-ups, who was, who was usually at the centre? Charlie and Bruni, I, um, I remember one time it was, uh, Charlie had done something to Amido Baldi, and he, he said something that he was going to come in, Amido was fuming, fuming, I think he tied his gear up or something, done something like that. And Amido was raging. So Amido just went and grabbed all Charlie's gear and just jumped straight in the pool. And Charlie was like, ah, like, fair play, you've got a bit of booty, you know what I mean? Um, but the story with the Gaz and Stu, the argument, uh, the po- what, argument. What was that with the posh argument? Uh-huh. I, I had already left. Now, I was in the building at nine, leaving at 12. Now, I was one of the aliens, it was just in and out. But I remember coming and boys were saying, oh, like Gaz and Stu had an argument. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And it both videoed, but the videos never came out, so I don't know if it's been deleted. But it's apparently, like, like, why did you do that? Like, Gaz's accent, do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's, that's not nice, Stuart, and all that. <laughs> <laughs> that's tremendous, man. Mate, did, uh, did Big Charlie not know you used to abuse Jamie Church? Oh, yeah, Uncle Fester. <laughs> oh, him, uh, no, his name is Big Freeze. Big Freeze are still there now. Just uh, humming the Adam sandwich in. <laughs> like on the bus and everywhere, like in the airports and all that, in the bus, Selic Park, Lennoxton, wherever you go, it's just Fraser just walk past and do 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 but I knew they were going to try and get somebody big because we'd beat off Rangers in the semi-final. And I think that was a turning point for folk. Like, how bad was that semi-final? How, just to talk on that, how bad was that semi-final? Like, we couldn't have played any worse and it took them for penalties to beat us. 
how come you played so bad though? I don't know. Like Barry Mackay, he set Rangers on a flying and showed an absolute world there. You could do it a oh, hundred times, he's never scored a goal like it. And then we get back and involved, Eric scores the header, and then that was it. It goes and then it goes to extra time. And then who scores for them? Kenny scores. Oh sorry, Kenny scored the first one for them. Eric scores and then Barry McKay scores in the extra time and then we score again. I'm thinking, right, just get it to penalties. I was like, no problem, get the penalties, I'm sure I've got a chance here. And then penalties gone and Bruni's Bruni's walking up and if Bruni scores, I've got a chance to win it. But then Bruni misses and Lee Wallace scores and I've got to walk up and score. Now I had just missed previously at Motherwell and I I came out in the press after and said, I'm never hitting another penalty again. And I said that like before penalties. I was like, I'm not taking it. And Brainy fucking proved like, ah, you're taking one. So I was like, right, I'll go fifth. If I need to take one, I'll take fifth. So I'm thinking, right, Brainy, please score. I was like, because I'm just going to run blast us. <laughs> and he misses, and I'm like, oh, no. Then Lee Wallace scores, and I'm like, right, where are you going? Where are you going? And I just had to go and side for it just high as I could. And thankfully, I went in, and then obviously, I ended up taking on a couple and, and missing. But I just after that, just seen them all. Um, just seeing all the Rangers fans celebrating, it was absolutely gut wrenching. And then, obviously, being a Hibs fan, watching them get beaten in the final was even more satisfying. Um, and then, like you say, the summer, Brendan comes in. And I went, actually, I was in Edinburgh at the time, and Jamie O'Fonnie was like, uh, New manager's getting unveiled today, you want to come out and bring the trophy? I'm thinking, surely you've got somebody else closer to Celtic Park to bring a trophy rather than me. Now, I'm, like, when I stayed in Edinburgh, I was a good. And I were in 15 away from Celtic Park. We've got guys that stay 10 minutes along the road. <laughs> and I said, you know what, Ian, I'll come in there, I'll speak to him and see what it is. So I went in, obviously spoke to him, and I was like, right, um, we've got a chap, good chap, pre-season, blah, 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 right in the prom. Um, so I ended up going away for pre-season, and he pulled me, he's like, right, you know, I've watched most of your games last season, it seemed, you seem to do a lot on your own. So I'm going to bring a big, big target guy and clear both of these up. Um, just, to, just to kind of take the pressure off you, but I was like, I ain't saying and obviously that's when he brings Moose on. Um, and, and the rest assisted with that. Could you, Griff, could you tell he was top class to it, Oh, aye, Rogers, aye. You could tell he was, like, his attention to detail, everything he'd done was, you could tell he'd been at the top. Like, you, you could tell we've had, like, it hadn't happened to Celtic for a while. Like, just the way he came in and, like, even, like, his offices and that upstairs, they changed a lot about it and he made sure he was at the front of the office so that, he kind of looked at it as if like, it was a plane upstairs and that he was on it was driving the plane. So anywhere we're going, he's going to be directing us there. And it just like, every little detail that went in there, it was unbelievable. Was, uh, was he, see, see this thing like Brendan Rodgers, does he crack? Or is, does he never really get angry? I've I only ever seen him go angry once. And that, we won a game. We, right. beat, we beat Partick Thistle. And was like, Two, two, three, one. We beat them in the league, uh, the league cup, and it was fizzing when they came in. Punched the tactics, boys. I'm like, like, I've never seen this before in my life. And we had won again, but we had been beat. Like obviously, PSG, Bayern, Barca. Like we've been battled all these teams, mm. and it's like you know that's we like you need this kind of lesson to prove that's where you need to be to be at the top level. Obviously, being part of this, you're thinking like comfortable, but comfortable victory, easy. And he comes in and goes off his nut. What was, honest, what was he angry about? I think it was because we played, we, we went one up 
and then they equalised. And then he bring, brings on Musa and Tom, and then they score and make it 3-1. But I just think he was just angry with the way he played. And I think, thinking, like, we need to fucking buck up our ideas up here. Mm. And that was it. See, when you first seen Dembele, like, was it different to seeing Sivsky? Could you tell that I'm going to need to be at the top of my game to keep this guy out of the team? No, because Brendan had said that we were going to play together, so I wasn't really bothered. I was bad. Um, I, had, I was just back off the 40 goal season, so I wasn't really bothered. Mm. I was thinking about another striker coming in. If he says he's going to help me in my workload, we've got to play two out front. Happy days. And then we start the season off, I was like playing the Champions League qualifiers, and he was playing like 4 2 3 1, and I was playing the front of the main. Bearing in mind, I scored. Um, scored a few, and it wasn't until I got injured leading up to the Rangers game. That's when Musa came in and scored his hat trick. Yeah, scored his hat trick. Uh, see, just on that, seven goals in the first nine games you scored. What did he change about your game? I think he said, was it he came out and said he wanted you to score less goals and day? Was it more like link up play? Aye, because I think because we played a different, I think we played a different way with, or we played like 4 3 3, I think you've been there, and we're playing like 4 2 3 1 with Ronnie. So I think mm-hmm. I've got, obviously got somebody behind me, so if we're, if we're attacking, it's basically like two, two or four strikers, depending on how tight the, the wingers were. And it was right. like, I was for Chris Commons behind me. So it was like they were playing as a striker as well. Whereas if I play like four three three with Brendan, it was like one striker, two wingers. And then like you've got the two midfielders sitting down. Just like yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you say, that, that many goals and then I got injured doing that to Rangers game and I was devastated and then so the Musa comes in, bags in the perfect hatchet, and I'm like, Oh no. Are you like that, mate? Is that what you like though? Like, obviously you're buzzing the team of one, but you're thinking, oh fuck. I mean I was I was injured and then I got told I was for like three weeks, so I think right, try, just try to rush back, and I never actually got properly healed. I was always trying to rush back, and I was back for like three or four weeks, and then out again. And I think it was frustrating him more than it frustrated me. Also, I was frustrated, but he he wanted another striker there. He couldn't just keep relying on Musa. Yeah, and that was like, that was a worst bit for me because I was like injured for you could say like three three months of the season overall, and it was just it was killing me. But it was just nothing I could do. I was just like rushing back and see if like I took my time. And you you know what it's like. Everybody hates rehab. Yeah. So you're just like coming back, trying to do rehab, and you do it the first time and you didn't want to do it. But you get back, you get back, and you're like, right, okay, make sure you didn't get injured, and it goes again, and you just head goes like, I've got all that rehab to do again. And you just try and get it through it as quick as you could. But yeah, I'm not. I listen, I can't. And the team's flying, mate, innit? You want to get back as quickly as possible, man. Exactly. Obviously, we were on this, we went on an invincible run, but obviously, I just want to get back scoring goals and playing again. Mm-hmm. But, listen, you can't take a break. Do you think it worked well when you did play with Musa Gra? Do you think it worked well when you played him? Because you set up he's one of your Rangers in the League Cup semi-final. I remember that. Um, it was hard because we didn't do a lot of it in training. So it was like, I was kind of just like chucked together. Like, right, okay, like the team would go up and the like, team would get named the day before. So you go and work on stuff outside. But you know what it's like the day before? You hardly do anything before the game. Mm-hmm. So like a couple of bit of tactics and that, right, okay, one comes short, one goes long, opposite. You know what I mean? I was just, I wasn't as much flu- fluency with what me and Alston have got. Now, and I think... I think we would have, if we kept working on it, we would have done well. But I think when you look at the players we had at that time, you've got Musa, you've got James, Tom, Patrick Roberts, Sinky. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard to 
keep some guys and play with others. Do you know what I mean? You can't really go two up, and you can only play two wingers when you had three or four players playing at the top of the game. You can't really drop them. Yeah. Uh, you got back in the team towards the end of the season, scored and another five-one win over Rangers at Ibrox. Uh, is that a goal you scored? That's got to be up there, now. Yeah, we played we played Rangers twice in six days that that week. We played them in the same final, and Musa gets injured. Musa does his hammy in the first half, and I'm thinking, fuck it, I need to go and play well. I think we won a lot of the time. Carl scored, and then I win a penalty. Sankey scores, and then I knew Musa wasn't going to play next week, so I was involved. And then it's just going to Ibrox, beating them five one. It was just I, the best game I've played in. Just the atmosphere, obviously, fans behind the goal. 50,000 foot, we are thinking I've got a chance and go and absolutely stud them. And it should have been more. The, when you look back at the highlights, the chances we missed. I hit the bar. Sinker has two great chances at either back post that he should have scored. And then that was in the first half, and then the second half, I missed even more. What's the Brendan Rodgers team talk like before a Rangers game? Is, it, is the dressing room pure calm? He's chilled. He walks about. He normally had the suit on against Rangers. Sometimes he put the tracks in, but he's always like smart with the suit and that one. Um, and he just, I think it was the 5 1 game, he just said, Look, just come replicate what you've done last week. Exact same. He's like, Well, blow them away. Blow them away if you played like how you played last week. And sure enough, we got a penalty inside six minutes. And then after that, I think their heads just dropped, and that was it. We just wiped the floor, wiped the floor in. Right, how good. Talk us through the, your memories of the day the treble was, was clinched. You started the game. Aye, so I was thinking, obviously, Musa was back fit at the time. And I'm thinking, right, I'm not going to play here. He's got his main back, man back, Musa, he'll play. Team gets named and I'm playing. I'm like, I've been, I mean, I've been in two shots for the finals, mate, never won. Mm. I'm thinking, surely, if we can be here, this is just me. But I get, I just like, if the goal away, the corner comes in and Johnny Hayes at the edge of the box and I'm marking him. And he said something, I've just turned around and just spun right behind me. And I'm like, maybe it's Captain Johnny, maybe it's a hard start. Yeah. And he scores, I'm like, oh, no. How do you lift yourself after that, man? Because I would have folded, man. Well, Stu scored, I think Stu scored within two or three minutes straight away. Oh, right. And he's pulled me right out of the shit. Did, then, did you get pulled up for the goal? No, I didn't think, I think they knew, like, they could tell I was devastated about losing the goal. And I think, obviously, going towards the end of the game, I think, right, I'm knackered here, but I, I didn't want to come off. Mm. I've seen Mitchell warming up, and every time you look over, like, you coming off. And Moussa obviously never got brought on. I played the full game. And I think it was Bogut put up and I challenged Mark Reynolds for the header. It goes back to being come to Tom and then Tom dribbles and scores. And I'm like, oh, what a feeling that was. Unbelievable. You know that, mate, you know how you know that's a big moment when even Craig Gordon's shown a bit of emotion. I can't even celebrate too, never celebrate Zena. Big stiffener. You must have had a game on the PlayStation that night. <laughs> <laughs> must have been in something like but I uh, just the celebrations after the whole thing, man. It was, it was weird because I hadn't been done before. An invincible season, obviously the treble's been done, but I hadn't been an invincible treble, do you know what I mean? And it's one of the ones where you're just thinking, brilliant. Is that, the best, is that the best Celtic team you played in? Um, it's hard, mate, because the core group's still there. Obviously, you've KT, you've lost Benko, you've lost Debbie. Yeah. Patrick, Sinky. But the players that came in, they're, they're no making us any, any worse. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like we're playing now with like a back three, which we didn't really do in the Brendan unless we were under the cosh or we were at home expecting to win. So it wasn't really 
it's not a formation he was familiar with. Even though we played that a couple of times, it was more like four-two-three-one or four-three-three. Uh-huh. Since obviously January now, it's kind of been like three-five-two. Right, mate. Scotland. Uh, we need to talk about the handling game at England. Uh, hadn't they scored for Scotland at the time? Was it starting to bother you? Aye, because the, the chance I must be played Slovenia at home. And Snoddy put one right on my plate, six yard, edge of the six yard box, middle of the goals, and I volleyed it off the bar. Open goal when I put it like, hit off the bar, and I'm like, like this is just isn't happening for me. Like, I'm just never going to score for Scotland. And then I was thinking, I'm never going to score for Scotland. Like, the many chances I had the post about six, seven minutes after I hit the bar, and that was it. I was like, Phew. the same game I got whacked. Um, and then the England game comes about. Now, I just finished the, se- the season set up, playing well. Told I was playing, I was like buzzing. And then it's just one of the ones, it was a weird game, mate. A weird game. I was, you were up front on your own, mate. That is a graveyard shift. Cahill and Small in the centre half. Hi, I remember the, I was trying to stretch the game as much as I could, standing on a half line, like if any balls had gone down channel, I'd chase them. And I remember Sarkin shouting to me, saying, uh, Need to come back 35 yards, we can't get out. I'm like, but isn't it out? Well, he's like, well, deal with that. We'll just deal with that. Just come back and help us out. So we get a 0-0 and then they score a flicky goal. About two or three ricochets and Oxley Chamberlain scores. And then brings him, like, I see Chris blowing up. I'm like, like here I come, I'm off. But then brings him on, puts us two up front and then that was it. Three kicks coming. I'm thinking, right, just hit the target, please. Was there anyone else going to, was there an argument over the free kick or were you always going to hit it? I Charlie wanted to hit it. Charlie came up and said, like, I was like, Charlie, I was like, don't think about me. I was like, I fancy it. So I, I hit the target, it's in. He said, right, okay, no problem. And then scored the first one, get the free kick out, and Stu Armstrong was like, I fancy it. I don't even think about it. <laughs> no way like, he's taking that off you after you've scored the first free kick. You're Armstrong. Because it was a, because of the, a favour of the right foot. Right. I, I think I could bend that. I was like, mate, don't even think about it. I, was like, I put it over his head, I was like, it's gone in again. Whipped it around me, oh, I swear the whole place my Would that be the best feeling, Griff, that day two goals? It would have been if we won. Mm. But it felt like a defeat when Harry Kane scored. Horrible, horrible feeling. Obviously, we drew, and neither expected us to get in for the game. We had bent into Wembley and go pack 3 none. And coming up, England were thinking, oh, we're going to wipe the floor with them again. Just one kick of the ball, if it goes other way, we win the game, do you know what I mean? How was we stacking Jalicon? Brilliant. Funny, isn't it? Oh, funny, mate. Even though, like, at times, I knew I wasn't going to play. And you get boys that, like, they know, they know you're not going to play, so, like, they just phone and say, oh, I've got tight calf, tight hammy, blah, blah, blah. But boys actually just wanted to go just so they could be around them. Mm. And it just made the whole the whole experience more enjoyable. Any, can you remember any of these wee funny one-liners? Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was England we were playing. And we were going to do their video analysis, and they ended up just scrapping. It's like, there's no point in doing video analysis. You f- watch them every single week, you play against them every week, you know what they're going to do. Just go out and play against them. <laughs> He's brilliant, isn't he, man? Oh, brilliant. Every funny. other manager would be going over every for like three years, man. He's like, you fucking know how they play. Aye, they play in the English Premier League. You watch them every week, make sure you play against them. It's like, you know what they're going to do. Wait, just go out and play. Let's just concentrate on us. Let's see what we can do. Brilliant. What was life like after the two goals, mate? Because it was, it was everywhere, man, for a good couple of weeks, wasn't it? Mad. Like, you literally couldn't go anywhere. And people shaking your hand, oh, thanks for that. You gave me the best four months of your life. I'm like, mate, you drew the game. 
Well, really? Is that what you think about that you drew the game? You didn't care about the two goals? No. Wow. Because it would have been, it would have meant a whole lot more if we won the game. I went looking at it, saying I would have been the next William Wallace if we had one two one. Because we drew the game, and it's just like, ah, well, we've got a point. You scored two against England, like, ah, but you can't keep living with that. Like, see, if we won, it would have been a completely different. Because yeah. England was nine. So, like, we drew the game, and it's like, right, okay, we drew. Can't do much more. See, hearing about like, the two goals in that day, like, does that drive you on to get back into the Scotland team and start scoring goals again? Oh, my percent. See, see the start of this season when I got when I was playing and I got left out. I think I don't know if the two managers have spoken. Say, look, we're going to give him another month just to get like more fit, and he'll be in the next squad. And then I get injured. One of the ones that he didn't, he didn't want to get injured, but he's just thinking like, it might be a, a blessing in disguise. Just wait, and then obviously I was starting starting to play well again, and then you know I would have had the the playoff game just like last month, so I would have liked to have been involved in that and hopefully try and play. Just the last wee bit, mate. How do you look back in the last couple of years at Celtic? Uh, obviously, you've had to be go through a lot. Uh, got yourself back in the team and you're flying again. Yeah, I mean, you know, being out was being out was horrible. And if it wasn't for my missus and my uh, like Luke, my mate James, family and friends, and that, I, I wouldn't be able to play. Missus been an absolute rock. Um, she always said she remembered the day that Brendan came out and said that I wasn't playing. Um, and she put a. I post up on Instagram saying there's always, there's going to be light at the end of the tunnel, and that was it. Mate. That was me. I was fully focused on coming back, and I just tried to push myself. And it was one of the ones where I don't push yourself too much because you didn't want to injure yourself coming back. And I just seen the boys going out and watching them on TV and what, watching them winning games, and that's just like, I can't wait to be back a part of that. Um, and then obviously coming back this season, doing well in pre-season and just getting back involved with the boys again, mate. It's, it was horrible being out. It was nice. It was lonely at times. But you know, the more, the more you speak out and the more you spoke to like people at Celtic, guys like Tom Dixon, Ian Jamieson, guys, guys like that, that they go under the radar at Celtic a wee bit. Um, but they're always there for a phone call. And even Tom still helps me out now. Um, he's always there at the end of a phone call, my agent and stuff. So it's, everybody's just been brilliant, especially the boys as well. Come back and like. For me, if it was all the way about and somebody came back of like a long term like illness and came back, you kind of be a bit cagey and stuff. Mm. And I sent a big massive text saying, Look, anyone used to feel in any different when I come back, just treat me like normal, blah blah blah. And sure enough, like nobody has ever mentioned it, kind of, I've always been they've always been taking the piss as you like taking the piss as you but like before, like that's what it was like before. Mm. And I was just like I'd never been away. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say, mate. It looks like you like you've, you've never been away, do you know what I mean? The way you, you look fit, you look like you're chasing everybody and enjoying yourself again. How much is, like, football, it's the best relief, isn't it? I mean, for, before I went off, like, it was, football was, like, my only relief to get away. Like, I was getting away for four hours, and I was like, right, four hours, you don't have to think about it. And mm-hmm. you got to the end of getting to that stage, I was like, I was even got a chin, I was just thinking about stuff, and that's when I was like, Ben, and just said, look, take time out, that's what you need, go and get yourself, you know, sorted out. And then, you know, coming back, coming back was the hardest bit because the amount of fitness, like people want to realise the amount of fitness you lose by doing nothing is ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I'm in at eight o'clock in the morning, leaving and then going back when the boys are awake for doing double season and stuff. And guys like John Curry who were there the whole time I was there trying to get me fit, sending me programmes, making sure I was doing everything right to get back fit. Kendo, the gaffer, 
Duffers, everybody, like the, every session they put on for me coming back during my process of coming back was was top notch. And again, I wouldn't be here for everybody at Celtic and like friends and family. Brilliant, mate. Uh, and you're back playing under Lenny, as I said, looking at a chief history by winning nine and ten. I need to say as well, do the boys do the boys speak about like one nine and ten so Slaney can be part of it as well? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but mate, because obviously we didn't want the season to finish. We wanted like we were playing really well going and winning games comfortably. And then obviously this happens and it's weird, but you go you come away from it thinking that like, you're not going to be away for too long. That's over near enough a month and a bit now. And we're still not touch the ball. And thinking, right, what's actually going to happen? But us as players, we just want an answer quickly as anybody. Like, are they cutting the league? Are they making us play that game? Like, what's happening? But again, we're just like you, we're in the dark. Like, we get told the same as everybody else. Yeah. Going out and keeping your fitness up. I'm doing Brown Strathclyde Park and up, up and doing Hamilton. I try to get fit up the roads. Yeah, you're selling the pub, young man. Uh, last question, mate. You see yourself finishing career at Celtic? Yeah. I'm hoping that if I can do well in the next year, I'll try and get myself an R2 year deal that'll take me to 34. And then we'll see where we go after that. I, always, I want to do my coaching badges as well, but I kind of see, see myself being a manager. I think I could be a, a coach. Well, I know. I, mean, I wouldn't have thought so, but after speaking to you now, I, I think you could do it. I could do a strikers coach. Then I give it. That's Deeks and Gaz. That's all Deeks and Gaz say. I want to be a strikers coach. I mean, it's easy. You could do like set up your job. I could do a position, but. No, it's easy. And eight players, eight players in each team, two fours, boom. Four minutes each, and you go. <laughs> I want, it's different because Duffers is a winner. But this, he puts on striking drills, and it's good for like, me, Odson, some of the wingers and stuff. But you get midfielders, and they'll get bored because they didn't, they're not used to that. Whereas if I had like, a proper striker like Larson or Sutton, Hearts, and whatever, they'll come and show us the show striker drills that yeah, we've not seen before. It'll be completely different. Mate, exactly. What better for a, it's even like an 18 year old kid that who, who's better to teach them than you? Do you know what I mean? Strikers. No. Still got a bit to go yet, mate, but you know, I'll get there, man. Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. I loved it. What man. What a man. All the best, mate. All right. You too. Take care. Let's see ya. You know that feeling you get when you sense a team's winning streak is about to end? Or when you know the pundits are getting it all wrong? That feeling? That's me. I'm your hunch. I was there back in Istanbul when you just knew the comeback was on. I'm the guy that tells you when the odds don't look so odd. I'm your hunch. It's time to start listening. Heed your hunch with Betway. Download the app to find out more about Betway's Bet Club. Full terms apply. 18 plus, dunlouis.net. Bet the responsible way. You know that feeling you get when you sense a team's winning streak is about to end? Or when you know the pundits are getting it all wrong? That feeling? That's me. I'm your hunch. I was there back in Istanbul when you just knew the comeback was on. I'm the guy that tells you when the odds don't look so odd. I'm your hunch. It's time to start listening. Heed your hunch with Betway. Download the app to find out more about Betway's Bet Club. Full terms apply. 18 plus, dunlouis.net. Bet the responsible way. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 